Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Hello, everybody. Hope you're doing well. We're going to give a quick shout out to Las Vegas, Nevada. Viva Las Vegas. Somehow I knew you were going to sing that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You can check us out at Grace in the Shadows or.org. Text or call 251 244 4645. Or you can email us at Dr. Jonathan at Grace in the Shadows or.org. If you are searching for a clinical counselor and live in the states of Alabama, Virginia, or North Carolina, Dr. Jay's your man. Check yeah, him out. Yeah. All right. What kind of dogs do magicians like? I'm not sure. Labra cadabadors. <laughs> that's crazy. Okay. You, think that's, that's, you like that one. <laughs> I do actually like that one. I got another one. Uh, of course you do. <laughs> Why do frogs never park illegally? I didn't know po- frogs could park. They are afraid of getting towed. <laughs> All righty then. Well, here are some more history facts. This is really interesting. I did not know this. From 1912 to 1948, the Olympic Games held competitions in the fine arts. Did you know that? I did not know this. Medals were given for literature architecture, sculpture, painting, and music. I like that idea. I do too. I wish, kind of wish they bring that back. I think it's pretty cool. I think they need to include it. I do too. All right. Here's a funny fact about Napoleon. Napoleon oh. Bonaparte. He was once attacked by a horde of rabbits. What? Of bunnies. Yes. He had requested that a rabbit hunt be arranged for himself and his men. And when the rabbits were released from their cages, the bunnies charged toward Bonaparte and his men in an unstoppable onslaught. Bonaparte or Bonaparte? Which one Bonaparte. is Bonaparte. I don't know. Probably potato, Bonaparte. potato. Yeah. So the rabbits attacked him. Did they growl? I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of scary. I know. That's like a horror it, it movie. Makes you wonder, like, I know, right? Like the birds, except for bunnies. Oh, my. I'm just like, Alfred how many, Hitchcock would like Right? That. How many bunnies? Now, wasn't he afraid of rabbits? I don't know. He was afraid of a lot was. of things. He was. He was afraid of a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. He had a lot of phobias. He did. He did. Yeah. All right. So, what's our topic today? You know, why does God separate us? Why does God isolate us? Why does God, you know, a lot of people, I'm lonely. Yeah. Uh, I feel isolated. I, you know, separated maybe mm-hmm. from family or right. maybe from uh, hometown or mm-hmm. maybe from friends. And, right. You know, why, why does God allow this? Why does God put us in situations that may be um, kind of lonely? Okay. So that's, that's a good topic. We've been there. Definitely. Been there. Been there, done that. Got the yeah. t-shirt. Um, you know. I think God separates people because he wants all of them. Right. You know, consider that it's considering that God loves you. And he told, mm-hmm. he told, he holds us in a type of love that he's even jealous over us. Right. That's true. Um, he desires everything for us. Right. Because Peter says that we are peculiar mm. people, <laughs> that we're chosen people. Right. That we are treasure yes. to God. That's I love that, that we're a treasure to God. That's amazing. So, you know, maybe you're struggling with, you know, not liking yourself, not mm. loving who you, not liking who you are. Right. Your past. Yeah. 
look in the mirror and say, I'm a treasure in God's mm-hmm. eyes. I love that. I'm important to God. Yes. Yeah, I think that's good. God, God makes us or puts us in situations and separates us, and we become lonely because He wants all of us. Right. Because I think we can often put other things before Him. Oh yes, absolutely. What's some things you think we can put before God? Well, we put people before God. We put jobs, money, children, our children, yeah. our spouse, uh, electronics, family. Family, definitely. Yeah. Um, a Money, lot of things. Mm-hmm. Fame, right. popularity. Yeah. Social life. Mm-hmm. And I think when God separates us and he, he kind of, you know, people become kind of lonely. Right. It forces you to look to him for everything. Yeah. For your companionship, for your trust, dependence. Absolutely. And, you know, I've heard it said that in reality, we are, these earthly moments are transient, mm. that we are pilgrims. Yeah. And eternity is approaching. Right. Our eternal destiny hinges on the relationship we cultivate and build with Jesus during our time on earth. Mm-hmm. And so when we are alone with Christ, when we are separated uh, and we're with Christ, we realize he'll never leave us or forsake us. We realize our worth, and we realize what really matters. Amen. You're right. Yeah. Love it. Some examples. Okay. Abraham. Oh, yes. You know about Abram? Uh, Father Abraham. Abraham uh, had many... No, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. He... Um, God sent him, well, he, first of all, he told him to take his family and, and to travel, and he wasn't going to tell him where. No. Um, you know, he set him apart. He he moved him away from his nephew Lot. Yes. Um, he said, yeah. pick up your stuff. Right. Come follow, come. I'm not leave even going to tell you where you're going. Yeah. Leave your family and leave your town. Right. Yeah. He was wealthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he lived in Ur, which was modern-day Iraq. Right. And he left his idols. Sure he had a lot of friends. I'm sure he had a lot of friends. Right. Left them all. Uh, I'm sure he's probably the quarterback at the high school that he went to. Probably so. Ur. Very popular. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he left everything. He did. Who else said, leave everything, come follow me? Uh, Jesus. Yeah. Josh- Yahshua. Mm-hmm. Yahshua. He did. Jesus. Yes. So that gets into the disciples. Right. God yeah. separated them. He did. He did. Gets into Moses in the wilderness. Yes. Yes. Get this. God separated him, mm-hmm. even from birth. Right. To be used in a mighty way for his purpose. Yes. They ev- he even used his mom mm-hmm. to hide him from Pharaoh. Right. Put him in a basket. You know those, well, for her and for him as he was growing, those were very yeah. lonely times. Yeah. Absolutely. And then he lived a life in, with Pharaoh. Yeah. And his people. Right, right. And then he finds out that he's Hebrew. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. And then he ends up running from Pharaoh because of, uh, mm-hmm. well, he killed somebody. He killed someone. Yeah, he ran away. And he ran away. To uh, a place in the wilderness. Yes. For 40 years. It's a long time. He was out there with sheep, shepherding sheep. Yep. And one day he sees a burning bush. 40 years. 
40 years. That's a long time. What do you think he was thinking this 40 years? Oh, I'm sure he felt abandoned. He was worried that killing the person was going to catch up to him. Um, I'm sure he was missing family. He was missing wealth of Pharaoh's house. Um, I know in the wilderness, he didn't have any of that that he had. Um, so, yes, missing a lot. Yeah, I think it in that isolation that God separated him, he used, he was preparing him right. to rely on him. He removed his pride. The Bible says he was the most humble of men. Right. He He probably really talked with God over those times. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he did. And I'm sure he memorized the scriptures. I'm sure he did. Yes. Can you think of anyone else? Oh, um, Elijah. Yeah. After he had, had done, you know, calling down fire on the altar that was bone dry and even, you know, ate up the, the fire, even ate up the rocks. And then he, he, he was tired and he is alone and he went into a cave and he even thought about killing himself because he was so alone and scared and frightened and tired and exhausted and hungry and everything. God separated him once again, I think, right. to show him his need and of reliance on God. Yeah, and he did. Yes. We can do nothing without him. Right. And of course, Jesus, the 40 days, yes. 40 nights. In the wilderness, yes. Um, In the desert. I think it was he did that to show that he is the Messiah. Right. As he was tested. Yes. Um, Paul in Arabia mm-hmm. for three years. Yes. Well, John. Uh, when, in the wilderness. Yeah, when he wrote Revelation. Yeah. On the Isle of Patmos, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was there by himself, isolated. Yeah. yeah. So God separates us so because he wants to He wants to have all of us. He wants to get our attention. Yeah, we're, we're his. Yeah. Uh, God, secondly, God separates us or people mm-hmm. to protect them. Yes. We don't know what we need. No, we don't. No, we don't. And sometimes he has to separate us to get our attention. So we realize that he is, he gives us everything we need. There are times in which God separates individuals or groups to protect them mm-hmm. from the corruption of sin and yeah. the influences of the culture. True. True, true. The story of Noah is a great example. Yes. God separated Noah and his family. Yes. Built an ark, right. a boat. Yes. That was a, a football and a half um, wide. Not yeah. wide, but long. Football field, yeah. And four stories high. Mm. And it had never rained before. Nope. Put that in your mind. Yeah. I'm sure he was very frustrated. It took him 120 years to build the ark. That's a long time. How many converts? None. His family. Yeah, just his That's family. It. And in a big old boat with a bunch of stinky animals, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes when you're following, as you're being a pilgrim, mm-hmm. and you're following God. Right. You know, those people in the world, even family, mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. They're not going, they're going to think you're nuts. Absolutely. They're going to think that you, you know, you're even irresponsible. Right. Right. But God is protecting you because there's people dragging you down. Right. 
the spread and influence of uh, holding you back. Yes. And God wants to use you and be all you can be for his glory. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. You got any others you want to add? Oh, I can't. I mean, well, I, I can think of us. I mean, God has has put us in the desert before, and we've had to depend upon him and each other. Uh, we've been through that, you know, in our lives, and it, it grew us stronger to him. It grew us stronger to each other, and we truly had to depend on him. I think when you have everything, right. that's why Jesus said it's so hard. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, for a wealthy person, right? and it's assuming with wealth and money uh-huh. that you're also going to have tons of friends and power. Right. Yeah. And I think that's why he said it's very hard for them to get to heaven. Yes. When you are separated. Right. When you are alone in the desert. Yes. You see that all you need, all you have is all you need. And that's Jesus. Right. Right. Hmm. That's a good point. Thirdly, God separates people to preserve a remnant. Hmm. Throughout the entire Bible. Mm hmm. God has preserved a remnant of people. Yes. Um, You know, whether it was the Babylonian captivity. Right. God was able to protect the Jews and have Mm -hmm. a remnant. Mm -hmm. Whether it was Noah and the flood. Right. A remnant. Lot Mm -hmm. in Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes. The whole city was was evil. Destroyed, yeah. But God preserved a remnant through Lot and his family. Uh, Esther. Esther yeah. and the Jews? Yes, yes. Uh, even in the Gre- uh, Greco uh, Empire. Mm-hmm. And the Roman Empire. Right. God had a remnant. He did. He did. Well, the Jews today. The Jews today, even in Hitler. Right, uh, with, During that time. Uh, World War II. yeah. Still had a remnant, and there was a remnant. Help form the, them coming back together to form a, a nation again. May fourteenth, nineteen forty-eight. A nation yeah. of Israel is born. Can a nation be born today? Yes, it can. Yes, definitely May 14th. a remnant. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So God preserves a remnant of mm-hmm. people for yes. chosen for Himself for His glory. Absolutely. Yeah, love it. Uh, I would even say the virgin birth. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Jesus came on the scene and he provided a remnant. Mm-hmm. Most of the Jews at that time rejected him. Right, right. But he preserved a remnant. Yes, he did. Fourthly, God separates people to overcome the fear of people and embrace the fear of God. Ooh. Let that sink in for a second. Say that again. It is a tongue twister. It's a little it longer is, than that. But that's okay. God separates people to overcome the fear of people and embrace fear for God. Mm, that's true. Because if you are around people and you're so inundated with the culture, mm-hmm. you'll be more concerned of what the, your neighbors think. Right. Or what your what others think. Yeah. Or what, you, you know, their social media says. Yeah. Read, read Acts 5, 29 through 32. This tells okay. you something. And as you're, as you're searching, let me give a little background. Peter, the disciples in general, before Jesus rose from the dead, and they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. They were cowards. Right. They were embarrassed. Peter even denied Jesus three times, and they all did. 
denied Jesus. Yes, they did. But this is after the fact, and this tells you what what being separated and following Jesus does. Yes. What verses? Acts 5, 29 through 32. Okay. Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. These men that were cowards stood boldly in front of powerful people. Right. That had authority. They could have lost their life. Could have, yeah. And told them they will obey God rather than man. Yes. When God separates us and God, and we're, we're, we're all isolated. Mm-hmm. During that time in the desert. Right. God is emboldening you. Yes. To realize that you don't need other people's, you don't need to care what other people think no. when you have God on your side. That's right. Yeah. That's right. For if God is for you, who can be against you? Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. Fifthly. Okay. God separates people for testing and refining their faith. Oh, yes. Most definitely. Just as gold is refined in the fire, mm-hmm. isolation can serve as a refining process for faith. Yeah. Uh, through challenges and solitude, uh, believers may face trials that test and strengthen their faith, preparing them for greater things. Definitely. James 2, 2 through 4 says, count it all joy, mm-hmm. my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And that word perfect doesn't mean perfect in in the sense of being perfect. It means mature. Yeah. Be mature. Definitely. You you think of some examples of this in the Bible? Oh, Joseph. Joseph uh, in the Old Testament. I mean, he was separated from his family, became a slave. Then he was thrown in jail. And, you know, was in jail a long time by, you know, he was put in authority and things like that. But he was languishing in jail for a long time. And I know he felt so alone because, I mean, he came from a big family and all of a sudden they throw him in the trap. He sold and his life was just tough. And I think during those times of separation and loneliness and everything, he grew close to God. God, you know, and Joseph figured it out at the end. Yeah. Cause he looked at his brothers and said, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Yeah. And that's why we can say that God can take your mess and turn it to a message for his glory, for our good. God really taught him that during those times, I'm sure, for him to come to that. God, under his providence and his passive will, right. allowed his family to do this. Yeah. So that he could actually be a type of savior. Right. For the world. Absolutely. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what do we get from all this as far as tell people they're, they're separated, they're, they're lonely, they're isolated? Mm-hmm. Um, they're following Jesus. If they're not, they need to follow Jesus. Right. And I think, I think we need to share this with people because, you know, sometimes people think, oh, I'm so isolated. God must be punishing me. 
it's not always the case. Sometimes God is doing that to teach you, to draw you close to him. And if you're looking at it in a negative way, you're not going to learn what God wants you to learn. And if you're looking at it as he's doing this for me to grow closer to him and you listen to him, you'll be so much better off and stronger in your faith. Absolutely. Uh, I think that you look at this and you, you're able to reflect on your life, the past, maybe the relationships, maybe mm-hmm. things that you've learned. Right. Uh, you're, you're reflecting on other things that God can show you to learn. Yeah. And grow. Right. You're looking into Jesus. You're becoming a man or woman after his own heart. Definitely. And you're seeking the things of God. Right. You're seeking the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And you're you're under you're 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 inundating yourself with the word of God. And with that you can't fail. No, and and you know, I'm gonna go off on a little tangent here. You know, when we went through COVID, I and we were I'm sorry. I do all the time. Yeah, that's okay. When we were going through COVID and we were isolated and, and, you know, separate and everything. So many people focus on the negativity of that. But, you know, there were some positives during those times. I think um, as families, many families drew closer together. I know we did. Um, I know I feel like I got to know our son so much better because we had time to spend to each other in the house because we were bored and we would talk and, and things like that. And, and I feel like I, I got closer to God as well just because there was an utter dependence upon him because we were so alone and isolated. So we have to look at those times and say, hey, what is God teaching me rather than why is God punishing me? It's, it's our outlook on it, I think. Now, he is the great teacher. Yes, he is. And he's teaching us. He's given us the Holy Spirit. Right. Who teaches us we're never alone. Yes. And it doesn't mean we're all going to be jumping around in some fake type of oh no uh, health, wealth, no, uh, no. prosperity right. type of uh, gospel, which really isn't a gospel. True. It means we are going to take advantage even when we're lonely. Right. Um. By looking into the Savior's heart through his word and through yeah. prayer. Yeah. And this definitely helps us remember that. God can take your mess, turn to a message for his glory, for your good. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Goodbye.